Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by a very happy Matt Franchise. Matt Franciscovich, what's going on, man? Merry Christmas, James. <laughs> Ew. It's the holiday season. It is. We've let's, let's, uh, we're about to turn the page on. Uh, let's have some cheer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I thought you were about to say, let's have some cheese, so that's why we're No, no. That would, that would be what Gelhar says. Alex Gelhar, what's going on, man? Uh, franchise, I Don't look at me weird. I also I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure if you were texting me yesterday in regards to our fantasy matchup or the Steelers v. Packers game oh, on Steelers primetime. Oh, Packers. But after the game, Franchise sent me, I just, I was still at work, and he sent me yeah. a text that said, you know, good, good match, pal, or whatever, and he had to. The handshake emoji, but from afar, out of the corner of my eye, it looked like it was the cheese emoji. So he had just like trolled me after the game with the the cheese emoji because they always troll me about cheese, and it's like, good matchup, pal, cheese. Matchup. And then I said, of course you're thinking about cheese, you cheese fiend. I like it. I like it a lot. We got uh, West Virginia's finest. We have Matt Harmon in the building. What's going on? Hello, James. I've been very fascinated this entire time you've been in the studio by this yes. portal here to another dimension. Whoa! Yeah. I just noticed that for the first time. Yeah, I tweeted a photo out of it. Uh, the, That's the a screen, trip. The screen here in the in the podcast studio is, is a like shot this. of us. It's an infinity. And if you notice, like when I stick my hand up, it's a little delayed, so it looks like I'm just oh. tossing. It's quite like we've reached a strange time here in the NFL season, a strange chapter where we might. Yeah. Beautiful. Potentially be slipping into another dimension that just takes us back to the sound reality that we are always in, which Sounds is right. uh, Tom Brady wins MVP, <laughs> Patriots win the Super Bowl, and we all just go on and on, Damn it. on, on, on. <laughs> oh god, nothing changes. Jeez. <sighs> all right, uh, we've got a big time show in front of us here today. We're going to be breaking down that Sunday night matchup. Uh, talk about some biggest disappointments moving forward, and uh, we'll talk about Fournette's injured ankle. He clearly did not look the same. Does he have a bounce back in him? Uh, we'll talk about wide receiver. We'll talk about those Denver wide receivers, Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders combining for 30 total yards. And what about Evan Ingram? Are we done with Evan Ingram? Plus, we'll get to most damn games. <laughs> most damn <laughs> Nice. Well played. Not every damn game, as was <coughs> highlighted to me on Twitter many times here. Uh, but, no, we will get to most damn games. We'll close out your show with Daily Das. But we start your show, as we always do, with your top fantasy headlines. Breaking news. 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 The whistles go woo. Boop. Uh, we shall start in Fact. Kansas City. 
Um, you know, I tweeted this out yesterday, man. After week four, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Kareem Hunt, you could not get away from those guys. They were absolute fantasy studs. They were darlings. They were beasts in the game. After week 12, I don't know if you can start any of those three gentlemen. It's it's a crazy, topsy-turvy world. I mean, and it's not because of injury. It's not because of anything other than these guys just aren't producing, man. And what a crazy fall from grace it has been for those three gentlemen. But um, I, And I think this is the major question coming out of week 12. What the hell do you do with Kareem Hunt? Because I think coming into week 12, you could have said, any number of things, you know, oh, hey, you know, Andy Reid's just, you know, not going to give him the ball. Maybe it wasn't a plus matchup, whatever it might have been. Against Buffalo, no, forget it. There's just there's nothing that you can tell yourself where you said, yes, Kareem Hunt is going to have this bad of a game, and yet there he was. I don't know what you do with Kareem Hunt going into week 13. Yeah, I came out of week 12 with two major themes about fantasy football in general on my mind, and both of them actually relate to Kareem Hunt. One is – I no longer care like how good a running back is. Like I am running back talent agnostic at hmm, this point. It is all completely situational dependent to me anymore. And that's like you can think Kareem Hunt is as good as you want and after week the first 4 weeks it it looked great. But who cares if the Kansas City offense sucks? And the Kansas City <laughs> offense sucks. Like they've been figured out. So they can't bad. move the ball. Yeah. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. So I don't care who the running back is anymore. Like it's basically just like Bengals running back A, Chiefs running back A, Chiefs running back B. I don't care about who who's good anymore. And the second the second theme there uh, is that like like you're saying, fantasy is so much like in the NFL in general. It's just like these small mini chapters, like mini series, in like baked into one big story. Like there was the section of the story or the section of the season where Kareem Hunt was a stud. Now it's the section of the season where he's a complete liability, and it's about like trying to find these inflection points. Hey, where, where we can a- like drink, like drink, like where we can adjust, and like I we're at we're clear we were clearly at that with. Kareem Hunt like two weeks ago, but we didn't want to buy it. Though. And yeah, you're right. And we we all of us did not want to buy in, and uh, we've now we've we've not benefited ourselves because of it. I've got Kareem Hunt in a bunch of different spots, and I have I have no intention of playing him in Week 13. Yeah, none. Um, can somebody talk me off the ledge here? I mean, not that I'm I'm not rage dropping him, which is what I'm saying on yeah, Twitter yeah. too, right? But it's yeah. like I, you you can't play this guy. I, I just. I, and I can't figure it out. I don't know, for the life of me. Anyways, uh, Matt Franchise, what are your thoughts on Kareem Hunt here? He's killing your roster if you're starting him every week, man. I, he had 73 yards, I think, last week, which is fine. Uh, but 11 carries for 17 yards, it's 1.5 yards per carry. That was the, bad. It's just Against it's, the it's, Buffalo it's, defense it's, that had been absolutely shredded right. on the ground by running backs. Right. And last week it was against the Giants who've been bad against the run. The week before that it was against Dallas who haven't been, been able to stop the run. And it's just it's he's he's getting trapped in this bad offense like he's he's becoming a product of the unproductive Chiefs offense and there's just nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely no commitment to the run game either. That, I think that's that's what is so frustrating to me watching the Kansas City Chiefs play. There's no commitment yeah. to the run. And I think even Andy Reid said himself like, "Oh, I blame myself for not." giving Kareem Hunt more carries like the the week prior and then he only gets 11 <laughs> carries against Buffalo. Why so it's like happening. Coaches what are you going to what are you going to do though? Like the run game's not working. It but 11 carries over the over the course of 
an entire ballgame. It just doesn't make sense, especially yeah. in a competitive game like we saw uh, against Buffalo. It's not like they were getting blown out. But yeah. they didn't, I think you got to look at – they didn't really possess the ball hardly at all either. I mean, this is just – this. you can look at, like, the final, like, 11 carries, but, God, that's just, that's just not enough. But you also look at the results and – didn't, weren't doing anything with it. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you can expect. Like, I don't think this is an Andy Reid problem. I don't. Th- I think this is just like an all, like systematic failure on all fronts problem. Yeah. I think it's a Kareem Hunt problem too. Like he's not as good. He's not as good as we thought. That mm-hmm. and that's fine. He didn't have a single touch in the second quarter. He only had two touches in the fourth quarter. He only had one catch all day. Not good. Not no, good. it's like what? What are you doing? Well, here's here's my counterpoint. Yeah. I agree with everything that's been said. He sucks. Who are you going to play instead of him? Oh, yeah. Like right. even really? even even this was his bottom out. But in the two games prior, he was still a top thirty back in standard. The week before that, he was a top ten back. Like running back is bad. Like I'm like a legitimate question on your rosters. Who are you going to start over? Him? Are you going to start Bilal Powell? Are you hold gonna on, are you gonna on, start let, let, uh, Jamal Williams, bro? Let, let, Jamal let, Williams is fine, but like running back running back is a disaster. Yeah, it is. I'm playing Jarek McKinnon. I'm playing Marshawn Lynch. I am playing <clears throat> Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. So yeah, if I'm you playing have, Austin Eckler. If you have that, if you have the depth, that's fine. But some people might not. I mean, but well, you, yeah, you're going to have some combination of Austin Eckler, Jarek McKinnon, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, that's what I'm saying. At this point in the season, when there are no bye weeks, I, I'm totally fine not playing Kareem Hunt because I, I got you. Got to figure there's got to be somebody else on the roster that's P Ryan. P Ryan. I, I figure there's got to be somebody else. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, know. like, it's a rough situation. Like, it's man. it's yeah. r- it's rough, but like, there aren't there, you know, there aren't many like backs we can bank on aside from like the New Orleans backs and Todd Gurley and oh, Lev yeah. Bell. Like, so you, you know, he's still he is still the featured back on his team, and he's still going to get touches. It's going to probably be very frustrating to start him, but at least like in the weeks prior, he wasn't completely bottoming out. This was just the worst for fantasy and it hurts that it came in the narrative driven game like wow buffalo's been getting ripped up right, time right, for kareem right. hunt to bounce back exactly it was so bad but yeah, don't don't drop him or anything yeah. yeah yeah you can't drop him also just one one last note on Please. this like <laughs> it it seems uh that like i remember a time again many again these many little stories within the season i remember a time like six weeks ago five weeks ago even that we were scoffing like actively Almost it's arrogantly true. scoffing at yep. people. They're like, "What do you mean? Are you concerned about Kareem Hunt? He's still giving you pre- like right." And and here wrong, we are, wrong, wrong, <laughs> here we wrong, are. wrong, wrong. Like everybody that tweeted us that, you were right to be concerned. And <laughs> typical like fantasy analyst arrogance. Yes, was 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 wrong. Oh, got to write it out. It'll be fine. He's gonna get back on track. It's happening. Uh, no nope. major storyline <clears throat> happening in the Bay Area. C.J. Beathard got hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo came in in garbage time. He threw a garbage time touchdown as well. Beathard getting an M- MRI today. Uh, said it could just be a knee bruise and some hip pain. Doesn't seem too serious. At least C.J. Beathard and the team did not feel as if it was too serious. Kyle Shanahan said he has yet to decide uh, whether or not uh, Jimmy G will be his starter in Week 13. He's going to decide later in the week. All right, what did you guys see from Jimmy Garoppolo, even in limited time, even in limited, uh, you know, it wasn't a high-pressure situation because it was mostly garbage time, but what did you guys see from Jimmy G? He threw two passes. I really didn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. We've seen him in action in the past, and I think he could be he could have reasonable fantasy success uh, in San Francisco, but it's tough to rate anything on two, two passes in garbage time. He does get uh, Houston in Week 14. Yeah, he looked as handsome as ever. Yes, he did. That's that's the main takeaway. <laughs> that's the main takeaway. I mean, I think he looked a lot more confident than Beathard's looked. 
Like he just kind of came in and just stood stood there and you know I mean it was very limited limited snaps but he just came, there was like no hesitation on his part he he like knew the offense he had he had it down um, I don't know there's yeah. no, there's not much to take away I think I think the team obviously just needs like some new life bre- breathed into it Is Bre- sure? breathed Is breathed into it breathed into it <laughs> oh jeez oh. Uh, <laughs> And I think I think the problem with Bethard is like yeah he's he's definitely like been he looks like a like a solid NFL like backup you know, backup maybe third string or whatever but the offense like he's been too he's been just taking way too much punishment and like that's good for him that he can withstand that but like also at the same time he is uh, get off Tinder pal uh, <laughs> I'm watching Jimmy Garoppolo you're, you're, highlights you're engaged <laughs> and, is t- uh, can you use Tinder on a desktop <clears throat> well, I mean Harmon would know yeah Harmon would know Harman yeah would know. fake no. fake news uh, you yeah, can't no. oh, by okay. the way oh, I but uh, right. you know and, and right. like I also noted this yesterday in, in targets and touches like that offense like because Carlos Hyde is has like an absurd amount of target volume since yeah. CJ Beathard took over and like that's just no way to live. He has eight, nine, eleven, three, and thirteen targets or targets. Five games. He yes. Has, he carries targets. He had thirteen targets and I think twenty one receiving yards <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, like that's no way to live as an offense. So hopefully I, I think that I think they ought to just go ahead and play Garoppolo. Oh, that is amazing. Uh by the way, this uh this news item absolutely triggered our very own Alex Gilhar. Aaron Rodgers spotted pregame throwing on the field, fifty yard passes through the air. Uh, good arm strength, I guess, was the reports uh, from uh, those on the field. Uh, the original projected return date was around Christmas. That's week 16, a potential championship week for those of you in fantasy. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I just, I wish I could. My, my eyes just, are in danger of rolling out of my head. And I'm it was, as I said before the podcast, it was partly because yes, it's my quarterback, <laughs> but also just because like this is just further. Oh, driving home the point of like why why are we why are people consistently trying to stash these injured players in the hope that they're going to return you know weeks down the line when there are much more high value players to to bank on your bench or usable players or flex players like we we did this with David Johnson people were talking about this with Carson Palmer Aaron Rodgers everybody Andrew Luck for like eight weeks right he was like the Joe Mix he was Joe Mixon but he wasn't even on the field like this is the week he's gonna this come back guys he's gonna practice it's gonna happen. Like, uh, Rodgers is at best like three weeks away from coming back. There's no, absolutely zero reason why you would ever add him, and that's why I was partially triggered on this thing. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to straight go Ari Gold cell phone throw right into my face. Yeah. That's it, was, what, it was Wow. It was pretty, it was pretty it was. aggressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but Gelhar's right, though. Like, when was the last time, like, injury optimism worked out in the favor of, uh, in the, favor of the injured player? Right. And like, then, well, plus, like, when they come back, they're going to be rusty. They haven't right. seen the field in a while. Like... Even the last time Rodgers came back from a broken collarbone, he played that one game against the Bears, and he threw, like, two interceptions, which, like, when's the last time you can remember Rodgers throwing two interceptions in a game? He gets right. to play the Vikings in and week 16, too. Hooray. Oh, God. Nope. Pass? Oh, yeah. No thanks. Okay. Everyone's passing. <laughs> it's just – but it's in another important, like, in, a, in like, a thematic-seeming, you know, part of the season here, like – it's another theme of like just forget it with the like injury optimism and in fantasy. Like I'm not I'm done like drafting players or picking up players and be like yeah well when they come back from injury that's when it's you know because they we never know when they come back and like you're right they except come for back. Josh Gordon you mean yeah I'm talking about injuries oh not, suspensions are different because okay. they come back like obviously they're probably rusty but uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to cape up for Josh Gordon don't, <laughs> don't paint me into a corner. <laughs> He's setting you up, he though. Is, uh, he gets, spec- pack- he gets, gets the Packers in week 14. He's got him in week 14. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Crazier things have happened. <laughs> Greg Olson re-injured his broken foot. The team says it's not too serious. It's something that we'll keep an eye on. If there's more news later on, then, of course, just follow us on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll 
uh, chime in there. But same uh, same exact situation that we're talking about with injuries. Some people, I'm sure, started Greg Olson yesterday right. and paid the price. You know what? You're absolutely right. Look, don't don't. Uh, they said his he was going to be limited in snap count, maybe play half the snaps, whatever. Re injures his foot. Nobody knows how this is going to work out. It's always a risk. Granted, it was it was tight end though, and you know tight taking end. an L with Greg Olson getting one catch is about the same as starting 90 percent of the yeah, tight ends yeah, in the yeah, leagues. Right. <laughs> That's right. slightly different. But, but to the injury the point, yeah, you started Evan Ingram. Dude, he got you more points than Vernon. Vernon Davis. Dave, Vernon, oh, Vernon Davis. Vernon. Vernon Very Davis. sad. But, no, you're right, Francis. It is, it's funny that that was net right next in the rundown because it's is the same kind of point. Amari Cooper suffered a scary-looking concussion in yesterday's ball game against Denver. He was ducking his head down, got hit hard in the back of the head and neck area, left the game, did not return again in the league's concussion protocol, something we shall keep an eye on as we go into week 13. Worth noting that Crabtree could get suspended extra time for his brawl as well. So if Cooper is out with his concussion or anything and Crabtree gets suspended, uh, CPAT, Seth, Seth Roberts, Cordero, had a beast uh, or, run yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Or Johnny Holton, who has he made it in the danger zone yet? No, he has not. Uh, I've, I, he, I've I think he's submitting an application for danger yeah. zone U. <coughs> Potentially. It's under review. Potentially next week. It's with the committee. Hmm. It's on the committee's we'll desk. We'll take a look. We'll take a look. Uh, Johnny Holton, certainly a deep, deep waiver wire stash. But for the rest of the waiver wire, NFL.com slash waiver wire, the author of that piece, Alex Gelhar, here with us. Walk us through a few of the names that we should keep an eye on as the waiver wire approaches. Well, there's a few running backs off the top that uh, could be plug-and-play options this week. Rex Burkhead. Got back into the good the graces bird. of Bill Belichick. He had that fumble last week, which put everybody on tilt because then he didn't really play much after that. Right. And uh, But he came back. They're using him Two all touchdowns. over the place. He was right behind Deion Lewis in touches, too, which was really encouraging. Oh, what a great backfield. And then uh, Jaquiz Rogers. Doug Martin left with a head injury. I know Peyton Barber had the two touchdowns, but he was only used on nine offensive plays, and he scored twice. Wow, nine offensive plays, two touchdowns is pretty good. So if Doug Martin's going to be out at all, Quiz is going to be like the de facto featured back. He had double-digit points in standard in two of the three weeks he was filling in for Martin earlier in the year. And then other than that, it's it's handcuff season, baby. Like, if okay. you have space, because buys are gone, yeah. you mostly know who you're starting. Like, you don't need to have these random fill-in matchup-based plays. Like... As the playoffs approach, you want to get more high-value people. So find backfields like James Conner okay. uh, in Pittsburgh, Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati, like guys that are going to fall into a potentially massive workload if one injury or something you know, befalls somebody because those guys having them for one, two, three weeks in this final run of the season – much more valuable than still having Terrence Williams rostered, or you oh. know somebody somebody along those lines, or Jordy Nelson, or whomever that's that's not doing much, or you know you barely play anyways. All right, so let me ask you about this Ricky Seals Jones character. I I just I have to ask because I, I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy managers out there, uh, and he was added in bulk last week, and now he scored another touchdown. I'm sure a lot of folks might be you know enticed. By the production, certainly three touchdowns in two weeks. Is Ricky Seals Jones is this, is this guy for reals or no? I think he's a thing now. I didn't put him in the way waiver wire column. I left him for Harmon in deep dive, but you know he's a converted wide receiver. So Texas A and M. Yep. I I mean yeah he's he's getting out there. He's he, he's catching some passes. He played eight snaps in week eleven. He played seventeen snaps in week twelve. So, so he's trending up. Twenty five <laughs> snaps. He's trending up. Eleven <laughs> targets. Three <laughs> touchdowns. In That's an incredibly efficient rate for yeah. being on the field and getting targeted. <laughs> when though. he's out there, he's in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. More often than not. It's worth noting too. That, I mean that these out of the seventeen plays, obviously twelve of them were pass plays. So when he's out there, he's going to be running routes and uh, like that's. 
pretty important in, in an offense that is bereft of options right now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'll say I'll say that. I'm he's, intrigued. He's certainly worthy of consideration as far as streaming, Why are you streaming tight ends go. Well, because who I don't know. What else am I going to be intrigued about? Well, Gab Goat seems seems to like him. Gab Goat. Goat Goatbert. Goatbert is let's say let's say this. Blaine <laughs> Blaine Goatbert. Gabbert's playing pretty well. Uh, he is actually. He's he actually well. is playing pretty good. Yeah. He's actually playing pretty good. Broke the hearts of the Jacksonville faithful <laughs> again. Revenge game. Uh, the 2018 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for your favorite NFL players to play in the 2018 Pro Bowl in beautiful Orlando. Vote now, NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Are we able to get uh, Bruce Ellington? Yeah, get those Bruce Ellington Is he Ellington not votes. even eligible? That's what I'm asking you. Is he is he an eligible uh, guy that we can vote for? I don't know. I, I sent – a litany of emails to many people <laughs> in charge of this process, oh, you and have. they all replied with, "Who the hell is Matt Harmon? You, you, you've done no such thing." Or Bruce yeah, Ellington. I know. Uh, Bruce Ellington. Yeah, who the hell is <laughs> Who the hell is Matt Harmon? And who the hell is Bruce Ellington? <laughs> well, we start a when hashtag when campaign. When he's when he's blowing up on Monday Night Football, maybe uh, the people in this company will <laughs> recognize him as a true entity. What's it? What's a good hashtag for the hashtag Bruce Bowl? If he can't get to the Pro Bowl, we can hashtag have Pro Bowl Bruce. I like a Bru- I like Bruce Bowl. Bruce, Bruce Bowl just kind of has a nice ring to it. it Bruce make, Bowl doesn't make a lot of sense. But it doesn't make any sense. We'll start start tweeting hashtag Bruce Bowl. Bruce yeah, Bowl. All, all five of our listeners will tweet hashtag Bruce Bowl. There okay. we go. All we right. appreciate you for it. All Thank right, you. you <laughs> NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. All right, let's get to your top performers here in Week 12 at the quarterback position. Philip Rivers. He has been cooking Oof. as of late. 434 passing yards, three touchdowns. Crazy thing is, I feel like it could have been five. That's the that's how that's how good. Uh, Philip Rivers was playing in that game. Uh, Case Keenum, a top five quarterback, 282 through the year, three touchdowns. Josh McCown, three touchdowns and 307 passing. Russell Wilson continuing to uh, be in that top five each and every week, 228 yards passing, 25 yards rushing, three total touchdowns for Russell Wilson. At the wide receiver position, it was – I want to say it was almost like a return to normalcy because it was Julio Jones at number one. It was Antonio Brown at number two. But holy hell, Julio Jones, welcome back to this world, my friend. Missed you, pal. By by the way, I don't want to hear anybody chirping about, like, Julio Jones is a disappointing player or whatever, or like whining about his usage anymore. He has 12, 8, 10, 15 targets over the last four games. Stop your complaining about his about his usage. Interesting. All right. <laughs> 12 receptions on 15 targets, 253 yards receiving, <laughs> two touchdowns. That is unbelievable. Could have used like 40 more yards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another touchdown. Um, Antonio Brown, 10 receptions, 169 through the air, and nice. two touchdowns. And can I just say, that touch, that that grab along the side, the end, the toe drag, yes, for the stupid. for the field goal setup. I thought there was no chance uh, in in real time. I thought there's no chance that's a catch. No chance. He's the best in the league, man. It's incredible. Unbelievable. Gotta 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 know what we're watching here. Um, Robbie Anderson. Ten targets, six catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns. What is this? The, the five straight? Five straight? With a touchdown? Five six, straight? Six He's legit, five, man. Yeah. Six in the last five? He just got that speed. He just burns guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's smooth. That, it was cool, too, on the second one. McCown, like, rolled out and was, yep. like, 
just just delaying the play and like point it and, and point like, it go 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 go, and he go. Just burn the guy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Keenan Allen. 11 catches on 14 targets, 172 through the air and a touchdown. Marvin Jones, six catches on nine targets, 109 receiving, two touchdowns, his second touchdown. Holy good God. Yeah. What a highlight that was. was. Double coverage, just beasting his way into the uh, zone. Not even just double coverage. One guy was illegally on the field. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 12 men on the field. That's the oh. catch. That's that a play catch. was amazing. In, in context, that's the catch of the year. Like, because – the guys like Terrence Newman, not even supposed to be on the field. He was the twelfth man at least <laughs> illegally there, and just goes and like Terrence, what the hell are, you, are you doing? doing? Like you're what on the you doing, you're man? on the field, and then it's like no, no, no I'm gonna just drop into coverage here with Xavier Rhodes, double up Marvin Jones, <laughs> Marvin Jones still scores a touchdown, unbelievable. All right, let's talk about Marvin Jones very quickly here. Um, it, I, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. Respect. Respect. Put the spec on his name. We talk about, you know, fantasy managers are slow to come around a little bit, right? So, you know, we talked about Kareem Hunt. And, uh, you know, there was some worry there. and We were we were slow to come around uh, on panicking on him. But, you know, we keep doubting Jones here. He just continues to produce, right? He's a top ten wide receiver on the season, regardless of format. Double-digit scoring in five of his last six games. Dude. He's got multiple 20-point games in PPR as well yeah. during that time span. I mean, he's been great. Mm-hmm. I, is this a situation where, okay, we, we've discounted him for so long, but he's – and I think the thing was, too, last year we were like, oh, this is this is the Marvin Jones year, and then he had that big blow-up game and then disappointed. Are we slow to the uptake here? Or do, you, do you believe in the resurgence? Do you think he'd keep it up, man, Harm? Yeah, I was wrong when I said a couple of weeks ago that, uh, like, ah, oh, we've seen this story before, and then and then got some nice confirmation bias. Uh, <laughs> right, the next week, two right. targets, yeah. one catch for twenty. I mean, well, uh, nailed it, Harmon. Self five. Then he goes four for eighty five, <laughs> and a touch against the Bears, and then six for one hundred nine and two touchdowns against the Vikings. Tough match. Primarily match-up. covered Tough by match-up. Xavier Rhodes. Right. Yeah, just another you know just another reason too, like not to be too super confident about like oh I know cornerback matchups. I, I know I know. Yeah, I know. Smart the, about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It, sometimes, sometimes the wide receivers can win these battles too. Uh, but yeah, I was wrong about Jones. I think you got to use him every week, and he's got a pretty decent schedule. Baltimore is a tough pass defense, but just beat a good pass defense. Then Tampa Bay and then Chicago. So, and he's one of these guys who last the next gen stats separation at target metric. Yeah. He was like bottom ten in the league this year. He's bottom ten. Like he doesn't get separation, but it doesn't matter because he can make these contested catches, and it's just yeah. like it's a high every every catch he makes is a highlight real catch. He's so because he's always he doesn't have that suddenness to his game, right? So he's not a quick guy, right? But he's got that long speed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I think da- I think Detroit's using him in the right way in that they're saying, hey, listen, just get out there. Yeah, you know, we're just just get out just there. Go, we're just gonna just put go. the ball in your area. Yeah, just go get it and ask him to go get it. Yeah, and uh, and again, I and I was concerned too because Kenny Galladay, when he's been on the field with Marvin Jones, has seemed to limit Marvin Jones's upside. Not the case in, in this game. Uh, for Minnesota, so I still think there's a little bit of usage worry there, but uh, you know, high volatility player, no doubt, Marvin Jones. But again, I just continuing to uh, five out of six games, man, double digits, and again, multiple twenty point performances here in PPR. Hard to turn away from that upside, man. By the way, we talked about air yards last. Was that last week on the pod? Or I think was so. it, two was weeks it, ago with the Dolphins guys. A thousand years ago, was yeah, the <laughs> 1960s. I don't remember. Yes. It's hard to say, but Marvin Jones was like a big. Uh, air, air yards, yards reg- like regression sort of candidate coming back, like pr- progression coming yeah. into this year. Like he had all these air yards last year, didn't make do on them. 
now he's making do on them this year. So that's why it's an important metric. And uh, def- I didn't buy into that com- enough coming into this year. Uh, but Josh Hermsmeyer, who we talked about with SherryYards.com yeah. last week, was, big was, a big, was a big Marvin Jones proponent and should have should have listened to that advice. All right, there you go. At the running back position, Alvin Kamara continues to just assault this league, man. 189 total. 189 total. Two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, where did this performance come out of? 166 total. This was the week. It was the week. Was, uh, no, was they were the just week. replaying a, a, a preseason game. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, was, uh, it wasn't live. <laughs> Devin Coleman, 19 carries, 97 yards, two touchdowns. Rex Burkhead, 13 carries, 50 yards. Uh, Rex on the, the flex. Ground. Rex in the, the goat. Rexy, let's go. Two total touchdowns for Rex Burkhead. Marshawn Lynch, 26 carries, 67 yards. Uh, he had 111 total yards and a touchdown as well. Jamal Williams uh, had a very large performance as well. If I could hurry up and pull up these stats. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Uh, 21, 21 carries, 66 yards uh, on the ground. He had two total touchdowns. He also had 69 yards receiving. He's the RB2 nice. for the week right now behind Alvin Kamara. Indeed he is, which is insane. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's let's talk. Let's first talk about Jamal Williams. Uh, do you believe in the performance? It was a great performance against an elite defense on the road. Pittsburgh, yep. uh, again, great uh, a great defense up and down the roster. Uh, Alex Gelhar, your thoughts on the performance of Jamal Williams? I mean, he's, he's run really hard the last two weeks, and he's gotten all the volume, which is what matters. Uh, the, Ra- the Ravens were a better defense than limited him. He got one nice busted play, his, uh, his long screen pass touchdown that really helped his value. But, I mean, uh, you look at his touch totals the last few weeks when he's been filling in, he had 21 – he had 22, and then he had 25. And wow. Like, that's kind of the thing Harmon was saying, like agnostic of how well you think he's playing, getting a lot of volume, and now is in an offense that maybe can score points again <laughs> remains to be seen. I don't know. We, we got the full Brett Hundley experience uh, last night last with, uh, wow, look at those great throws, and then, oh, my God, he can't even see any pressure in the pocket. and then Or he sees it too much. Or he sees it too much. It's all he sees in the pocket. Yeah. I, don't uh, know, I don't think we touched on this enough. What what do we make of Brett Hundley's performance? And again, is is a green is Green Bay's offense? Is it a functional offense that we can say all right? Because I tell you what, after last week, no, you, you were saying no. I, I don't want a piece of this off. Maybe I want Devonte Adams because of volume, but I want nobody else. I think that was the storyline mm-hmm. coming out of last week, coming into uh, week thirteen now. After what we've seen uh, on the field at Hines. I, I, I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you guys think? I just think like, who the hell knows what you're going to get? You, I think there's it's a, a lot young of, quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a big wide range of outcomes, and yeah, you can definitely, you at least you have some hope that there is some access to a ceiling because of this and they, game. And they have and, good and, matchups coming up yes. now, so you can feel better about Tampa starting Bay, guys. Cleveland than Carolina, and that's not that great. But uh, Tampa Bay and Cleveland were the ones yeah. I was thinking of more so. Yeah, but it's just, it's just like yeah. I mean, you had the game against Detroit where things were, uh, and then you had. Uh, yeah, you've had a, just a mixed bag. I mean, Chicago, they had a pretty decent game. They had, the, obviously, last night. So, I don't know. I think you're you're just like, yeah, there's some there's some hope mid-game, but you can't pre- – I mean, there's no, like – we can't sit here and say, now it's on track. You know? Yeah, no. Okay, there you go. Um, all right, let me let me ask you guys about Marshawn Lynch, though. Uh, the He's been pretty good uh, as of late. Uh, obviously, had a great game against Denver, 111 total yards and a touchdown there. Is it simple game script because, again, they got up pretty big and just basically ran, ran the ball. 26 carries, I think that's a season high yeah. for Marshawn Lynch as Was. well. No Amari Cooper. No Michael Crabtree. It's almost as if, you know, the Oakland Raiders offense was forced into running the ball. Um, do you believe in the Marshawn resurgence? Was this a game script thing, or, or is he starting to heat up? 
What say you franchise? I think he's starting to heat up. I think, uh, like you said, they lost their two like star pass catchers in Cooper and Crabtree, and I think they just loaded them up with touches. Like you said, it was a game script thing. We've seen the week before in New England when they lost thirty-three to eight. Like he didn't, he barely had any touches in the second half, and I think that's the running back he is. When they're winning in the second half, they're just going to keep giving him the rock, salt the clock, hope he can get those tough yardage yards and uh you know that's that's what you need from lynch to get the volume for him to produce for you in fantasy is the raiders need to be in the lead in the second half or at least be competitive if they're getting blown out he's not going to get the touches they're going to go to their more explosive pass catcher type backs um and next gen stats he he faced 10 or i think eight defenders in the box on like 70 percent of his carries didn't matter so it, it didn't matter like he wasn't very efficient 26 carries for 67 yards it's not really efficient no but he got enough volume to be able to produce a good number and denver still is one of the most more elite run defenses uh in the league for so, sure uh certainly getting that volume and, and getting the the yardage totals that he got is encouraging um i'll say this about <clears throat> you bring up next gen stats i'll bring this about uh, about next-gen stats as well. Uh, I don't have the figures here for Week 12, but going into Week 11, so uh, from Week 4 to Week 11, his yards gained after close, so mm-hmm. this is after a defender gets to within one yard, had been on the rise each and every single week. Obviously, he he missed a game because of suspension. There was that game where he got two carries against Kansas City before he got kicked Jackson, out yeah. as well. But, uh, but again, uh, if we're looking for those storylines, man, uh, if we're looking for those narratives and ones that make sense each and every week his yards gained after close uh, until last week had been on the rise and this is a player that had not played football for 18 months right so it's again and I don't know what to make of the performance honestly and I'm a big Marshawn uh, Lynch guy right but I I could see how it could have been a game script thing because they did get up double digits against a a pretty inept yeah and we've seen it all year with the game script they play the Giants next week so should be something similar. Spot. All right, uh, I, Wait, yeah, I have a real ahead. quick storyline I want to note. How so far in the rundown and the main people we've talked about have all been Cal alums. Oh, my God. Is that true? <laughs> in the, Trends. In this top performers Marvin section. Marvin Jones. Marshawn. Marshawn. Marshawn oh, God, Lynch. you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> we talked about Aaron Rodgers today. I quit. I mean, we had. We you want to talk about Justin Forsett? Maybe he'll come back. Hey, there you go. Jeez. We're C.J. Anderson. In disappointments, probably. No, <laughs> C.J. Anderson didn't play yesterday. There you go. He was invisible. <clears throat> Let's talk about disappointment. Oh, wait. Uh, excuse tight ends. Uh, tight ends. Tight ends. Uh, Gronk, five receptions, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Good to see him back on top He's of good. the board. Yep, he is. Kyle Rudolph, four receptions, 63 yards on Thursday, two touchdowns as well. Zach Ertz, 12 targets. 12 targets. 10 receptions, 103 yards, a touchdown. Not fair if you're going up against Zach Ertz in PPR, man. Nah. Not fair. Nope. 26 points? Come on, bro. That's <laughs> um, Hunter Henry, five receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Let me got, let, let me ask you, I want to get the, the temperature in the room here regarding Hunter Henry. Is this a nope. building? Okay. Nope. There it is. <laughs> Here's the, the temperature. Thermometer is broken. <laughs> I cannot nope. read the temperature for you. <laughs> Nope. Okay, can I – let me at least throw this out. Nope. Mike Williams got hurt <laughs> in that game. He's expected to miss some time with a knee injury. What we've seen with Mike Williams in the ball game is that they're running a lot of 12 per, – uh, excuse me, not uh, 11 personnel. When he was – before he came back, Mike Williams, uh, with that back injury, they were running a lot more 12 personnel. Uh, maybe they go back to a little bit of 12 personnel moving forward. I don't know. 
Oh my god! Sorry. Get off Tinder, bro. Oh man, we got multiple Tinder. Right, and not and not me one single time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll you'll dap yourself at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one thing I'm throwing out there with Mike Williams and Hunter Harry. Just something to look for. I don't just know. L- something well, to look for. Look, he they, was on the, the field for 76.5 percent of the snaps, which was the highest since uh, week seven. And they play the Browns next week. Well, yeah, that ah. nice. But he only had five targets, so there you go. It's tough. The right. offense goes as Keenan Allen goes, and Hell everybody yeah. else is, are, are very nice complementary pieces like Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin and Hunter Henry. But I think you've seen the last two games what Keenan Allen has done. That's how they want to play. Cooking. Yep. Yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, he's been great. Biggest disappointments, stack again, 179, Ugh. two interceptions, zero rush attempts, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Zero rush attempts for Dak Prescott? How well, does that make any sense? Yeah. Marcus Mariota versus Indianapolis. <sighs> Versus Indianapolis? Yeah. He's not been good this year. No, he's bad. Uh, no. Stop starting him. 184 passing, a touchdown, two picks. Six uh, six picks in his last two games now? That's crazy. Four against Pittsburgh, two yesterday. I think That's he's crazy. I think he's 9-14 and 14 for TDs to interceptions. God. What? Wait, Marcus? what? 14 interceptions? Or 12, maybe. 9-12. to 12. Nine oh, to twelve. 19. I was trying to remember if it was wow. eight to ten or eight to twelve beforehand, but yeah, it was eight to ten. So nine to twelve. Yeah. Terrible. Two point nine uh, t- touchdown rate. That's abysmal. <laughs> and he has good like if you look at his upcoming schedule the yeah. next couple weeks and into the playoffs, he has yeah. really favorable matchups. Can't I think play he plays oh, Houston, no. San Francisco, can't but you can't. You just nah. can't play him. I mean, nah. against Indianapolis, the Colts. Nah. Yeah. Just, wow. It's very frustrating to watch the Titans offense. Uh, running back, Kareem Hunt versus Buffalo, 11 attempts, 17 yards. Mark Ingram in a high-scoring game where his backfield mate, Alvin Kamara, just went ballistic. Yeah. Uh, 36 yards. He did get a touchdown call called back. back. Right. True. True, true. Leonard Fournette versus Arizona, 12 attempts, 25 yards. Not good. 42 yards total. Jordan Howard versus Philadelphia, 7 attempts. Six yards. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of predictable. Yeah, it was. I mean, not, Eagles not, have the best run bad. defense they in do, the they, NFL. They do, but not this bad. Though. Yeah, this was this was like what was historically the, what, what bad. What was Chicago's total rushing yards? It was something horrendous, right? Wasn't it like I think it, I heard it was like single what? digits. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was single well, I mean, digits, seven you, or something. When you combine the fact that the, the Eagles do far and away statistically have the best run defense in the league, they do. and they have one of the highest scoring offenses, going against the Bears who can't score points, nope. like. This game was game going to get – he was going to get game scripted out of it immediately. And then when John Fox goes for like a 56-yard field goal instead of just going for fourth and two from no man's land against one of the best teams in the league, yeah, it's over. Uh, so Jordan Howard totaled six rush yards. Yes. Benny Cun- Cunningham had negative one. Okay. So Tariq five. Cohen had negative 12. So we're at negative seven. Oh my God. And Trubisky had 12. Okay, so we're back at five. Six. Oh, we're at six. Six total. Six total. Good. Including Trubisky. Yeah. It was uh, very, very sad. That is John Fox's nightmare. Like when we had his fever dream the other, you know, a couple weeks back when they didn't even, like, they threw four passes in one or whatever. This is this is his nightmare. The Eagles that did this amazing. to the Panthers a few weeks ago, too. Remember when they all had, like, negative yes. two rushing yards? Amazing. I remember. Yeah. Amazing. All right, can we talk Leonard Fournette very quickly? He He's obviously playing with an injured ankle, and he said he he's likely to play with his injured ankle till the end of the year. Uh, it's just pain management for him. That's what Leonard Fournette said. <laughs> but while it may be pain management for him, certainly it has taken a lot of juice out of his game. He, I don't think, looked the same. Um, wanted to get you guys' takeaways on Leonard Fournette and how do you manage <coughs> L4 moving forward. I don't know what his schedule looks like, but 
Uh, Colts, Seahawks, Texans. Colts is great. Niners. Seahawks, I want no piece of. Niners week 16. is great. Yeah, I think you. I think you have to play him every week and just be ready to hate yourself. He just, <laughs> he just hasn't been the same <laughs> since week himself. six. Like, yeah. yeah, he he missed. And that's what, what was he, it? He injured the ankle. He got benched for that one game. Yeah, he had an injury. They had a bye. Yeah, it, since, went, it went injury by bench. Right, and then he came back. Got thirty three rushing yards against uh, Chargers. Had one hundred eleven against the Browns, and then twenty five rush yards yesterday. So yikes! Part of the problem too is this is the point in the season where teams have adjusted a lot, yeah. and I think teams want Blake Bortles to try and beat them now if they can. And the Cardinals do have a pretty good run defense, actually. I think they're near yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. near they the are, bottom yeah, ten or twelve in yards allowed. Um, and they have they have a good good front seven like that, but. You know, this is this is a, a potential outcome with a a back who has to run. And this was a bad game too, because I think the Jags fell behind early, right, like yeah. thirteen to zero or something. Mm-hmm. Always a disaster for Fournette when they get knocked off their script. At wide receiver disappointments, Doug Baldwin versus San Francisco prime matchup. Only three targets for Doug Baldwin: twenty-five yards, negative five rushing yards. He had twenty total. That's oh man. That he hurts. was he was hashtag due for uh like a, a one dud, of these games? a dud game because oh, yeah. he's all, San Francisco I know but Ugh, it's just how he it does hurts. I'm like this close to becoming matchup agnostic too and really I just don't believe in anything anymore <laughs> other than other than <laughs> other than vo- other than volume and game script I don't think I believe in anything anymore <laughs> wow <laughs> okay but uh, my point my point is like Doug Baldwin was like due for a. A, a dud game because he's always historically up and down, up and down, up and down because because of volume. Yeah. Uh, and three it, targets. Yeah. It's, it's, that's that's rough. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Golden Tate versus Minnesota. Uh, eight <laughs> targets, four receptions, seven yards on four receptions. Hard, in- hard to do. Yeah. That is. That's interesting. He's had a few bad games. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. They combined. For 30 yards total. Against a disastrous secondary. Disastrous. They got Paxton lynched. I mean, yeah. They got lynched, yeah. Like, the Broncos Uh, need to go back to Simeon. So, well. so Trev came in and looked good again. Yeah, he did. He's their best quarterback. So I, and they may they may be forced into doing that. We don't know what the severity of the ankle injury is quite uh, quite yet. I think it's a day to day this morning. Yes. Okay. So so Paxton Lynch started. If you didn't know the storyline, Paxton Lynch started, um, did nothing. Got injured, left that game, and then Trevor Simeon came in, and it was 14 points for Team Trevor, zero points for uh, Paxton Lynch, and there you go. I think Lynch. We're, all, we're almost back. We're almost back. I think Lynch averaged like one y- net yard per attempt or something. It was just a total, what? complete, disastrous performance. He's not good. Just give like just give up. Yeah. like just give up. The but game. if Trevor Simeon comes back, I mean, he was playing very good in the early season. Then he got kind of banged up. Looked like he lost his confidence. Was seeing ghosts. They benched him. If he comes back, it's definitely going to help Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders down no the stretch. Doubt, so. No doubt about it. All right. How worried are you guys about Golden Tate though? Second week in a row, Tate has been uh, pretty much. A ghost. So I, I don't know. It's uh, and again, you you think okay, this is going to be a guy that's going to be featured prominently in the Detroit Lions offense, but two weeks in a row now, Golden Tate has really not done very much. I'm not terribly concerned. I mean, it was good to see him. La- two weeks ago, it was not many targets. This week, he still got his eight targets. I mean, seven yards <laughs> is not what you want on eight seven targets. Yards on eight targets. But he's he's still a big part of the offense, and I'm I'm not overly concerned. I think this is just a bad blip on the radar. All right, there you go. At tight end, Evan Ingram versus Washington. Seven targets, three receptions, 18 yards in total for him. That was the anti-tight end game. Very cool. Uh, Yes, because Vernon Davis had zero. 
Uh, Jared, <laughs> how many Cook, did he have again? Uh, he had zero. None. What? He had no. Oh, I'm sorry. He had oh. none. And Vernon. Vernon. Like you said, becoming matchup agnostic. Both of these teams were bad, bad. at covering tight bad. ends. Yeah. Tight ends had ripped them up all year. I legitimately told many people on Twitter that Vernon Davis was a must start. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he was. Jordan Reed was out. <laughs> The playing the Giants. <laughs> Davis uh, leads the going into the game led the Redskins in receiving yards that's what on I'm the saying. season. That's what I mean. I'm it was check, not, check, zero check, check, oh, yeah. check, check. Like, Concern level zero. Snaps. Every everything about it made sense, and to just get <laughs> in the, kicked in the groin with the straight zero blank, <laughs> and then you had to sit on it for four days. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was ugly. and just yeah. check your lineup Sunday morning oh, and be like, oh yeah, I got a goose egg you Thursday. Two, you two were tilting so hard about it on Friday. It was hilarious. Uh, it was so awful, bad. dude. Well, it's so it is really obnoxious to just like like you say have to sit on it for four days. Like Amazing. I can't like late. Can swap I put this? Delaney Walker in? Or? Can't swap this out? <laughs> nope. 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 I got the yeah. I got Delaney Walker sitting right there. Can I just change nope. my mind? Walker hasn't played yet. Maybe he gets a 0-2. That seems yeah. fair. Yeah, no. No, he didn't. Uh, Jared Cook versus Denver, one reception, one yard for Jared Cook. Kind of crazy when you think that Crabtree and Cooper got also, yeah. knocked I out of the game. I thought he caught a early. touchdown. Did it get called? Overturned. Yeah. Overturned. Yeah. Also, it, uh, he had a great matchup, too. Yep. He Broncos. did have a great right. matchup. Uh, if five, he led the team with five targets, too, by the way. Oh. So the volume was there. <laughs> the volume was there. So these, these disappointments, though, are why, yes, Ricky Seals-Jones may be a thing down the stretch of fantasy. Jeez. Um, are you guys done with Evan Ingram? I mean, again, seven targets for a tight end. It's hard to walk away from that volume. Yeah. But, man, he's he dropped done a lot no- of passes. He's done nothing uh, the last couple of weeks, man. It's been – it's been tough to watch, and as you mentioned, Franch, he, he ha- has had some really bad drops yeah. uh, in that time span as well. Hopefully Sterling Shepard can come back because I think that'll help. Oh. I feel like it might be a case where Evan Ingram – Please come a, back to a Sterling Shepard. As a rookie tight end, like getting all this volume, having that so much pressure on him to move the offense might be getting in his head a little bit. Okay. So I buy it. I buy it. Let's get to MDG. <laughs> Most, Most damn, damn games. games. Uh, Thursday night. Minnesota, Detroit. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Detroit. Yeah, I think this game kind of went like about as expected. Don't have too many takes on it. I mean, Case Keenum lighten lighten it up. Yeah, he which is. is which is great. Uh, 2013 Harmon is so happy. 2013 Matt Harmon, like, l- listen, buddy. I told you, it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> You're gonna see that version of Case Keenum once again. Yeah, buddy. It'll be in 2017. It's hard to explain, but it'll be in the year 2017. It will be with the Minnesota Vikings. You'll live in Los Angeles. It's a very, very strange story. But yeah, this game went. This game went about as expected. I don't know that we have too many like large field takes from this game. I like it. LCH taking on Dallas, the Chargers, Cowboys, French. What do you got? Yeah, we talked about Keenan Allen beasting. Our our pal Marcus G tweeted out this fun fun fact about Keenan Allen. Uh, he had the entire season he had 66.1 fantasy points. In the last two games he had 51.5. Hello. So that's crazy. That start start Keenan Allen. Hashtag crazy. Also, for the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, we're all worried about Austin Eckler kind of coming in and taking his snaps and right. stealing that roll away. Yep. Gordon still had 24 touches in this right. game. He's still the bell cow there. I yep. don't think we need to worry about it. Snap share is going down, but the right. touches are, are still – the volume's still Which there. Could yeah. Which could be a good thing for Gordon. I yes, agree. I agree. He I doesn't totally need agree. 32 touches a game. Eckler's a ch- good change of pace guy. He need to play 90% of the snaps either. Mm-hmm. Right. Get him, out, get him out there on 60, give him – Good volume and sure. good things will happen. Volume, and, uh, the only God we need to believe. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the Dallas side, Rod Smith scored a short touchdown, but 
I mean, he, him and Morris each had nine carries. Neither of them had Gross. even 50 rushing yards. Dak was bad. Dez was bad. It's just Dallas is just in a, a bad spot. Early Sunday games, Miami taking on New England. It was the bloodbath that we all expected. Alex Gelhart, your takeaways. Uh, Deion Lewis, still an every week play. Rex Burkhead probably getting up there as well. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Damian Williams left with a dislocated shoulder. Mm. Um, so he's going to miss some time. That puts Kenyon Drake more into focus as a reliable play because he's just going to see a bunch of volume. He got into the end zone there. But other than that, I mean, there wasn't too much that surprises us, except Devontae Parker now is becoming kind of a non-factor in this offense. I know you wrote about Well, especially with Matt Moore there. With Matt Moore there, um, <clears throat> Harmon, you posted he hasn't, what, uh, hit 80 yards since week one? Yeah, since well, week two. His, two. his, his, his week one, game, but yes. week two, yes. Wow. Uh, Carolina taking on the Jets. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, in the two big takeaways for me fantasy-wise from this game was these two breakout receivers on either side of the ball. Robbie Anderson, obviously, like we talked about him earlier, he's definitely somebody that – like, this was a tough matchup. This was the spot that, like, yeah, maybe this is where Robbie Anderson really slows down against – Carolina's got a great defense. Yeah. James Bradbury, they line up across from each other a lot. Didn't happen. Obviously scored two touchdowns. The one that was on a broken play where Josh McCown really made something out of nothing and Anderson was kind of lined up near a safety. So that was, you know, maybe you could say that's a little bit fluky. But the fact you can't call Robbie Anderson a fluke. He's been great. On the other side of the ball, Devin Funches, season high 12 targets, season high 108 yards, his first 100-yard game on the season. He has 86, 92, and 108 yards in the three games since Kelvin Benjamin was traded. He's their top X receiver and having a legit breakout season. That's crazy. That is pretty good. I, sp- I just love that it's uh, that's happening for the Panthers, and you were like on mega tilt when they drafted him years ago. Yeah, and, and well, no, first, because I mean, I, he looked horrible. At yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked horrible at Michigan. He looked horrible his first two years. Isn't he uh, still like twenty two years old or something? He he's super young. I he think. is. Yeah, he's uh, he might still be twenty two, twenty three, something like that. But anyways, yeah, he's he's definitely ha- taken that step forward, and he's a much. You know, he's just a much better presence. He's a great locked-in play in fantasy right now. The couple leagues I have him in, I'm like, God bless you, yeah. Devin Funches. Yeah, <laughs> never a thing you thought you'd say. Right? It's are. craziness. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Yeah, I mentioned the Mariota's struggles. A lot of people were on this Corey Davis breakout because he's healthy oh, and playing now. I, I can't get oh. by, you can't get behind it though. It's just frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a pass-first offense. Uh, yes, well, that with he has Ma- no chemistry. Yeah, this week, none. This Delaney week, Walker's is that's it. This week with Matthews being out though, Davis had seen a bunch of targets, and it was just kind of like, okay, well, he should get at least a handful more. There is a very many reasons to believe that this could be a breakout game I against agree. that secondary too. Of course, and, nope, disaster. Nope. Um, and then the Titans running backs. What are you doing, man? <laughs> so Henry just and Murray, just Henry. give the ball. Like, hashtag free Derrick Henry, okay? Yo, Henry so and Murray, they played the same exact amount of snaps. So bad. Murray ha- uh, Henry had 13 carries for 79 nine yards. Pretty Murray good. had 12 carries for nine yards. Amazing. There was one point in the second half where Henry had, like, four consecutive double-digit yardage touches. Right. Gets him down to the one-yard line, and yeah. they give the ball to Murray for the touchdown yep. at the one-yard line. You know, that drive, too, it looked like an old-school Alabama drive. Like, literally, yeah, okay, just, we're just going to give it to Derrick Henry. Okay, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards. wearing him down. And then get down the goal line. And you're like, dude, really? You're not going to oh, give it to Derrick Henry? Really? I hate it. It's, it's, I feel kind of bad almost for DeMarco Murray because – He's been injured all year, and they've just never, like, sat him down. Yeah, just sit him for, like, two games. Let him get healthy. This is the way the Titans are, though. Like, they've been that way with Delaney Walker. Like, they'll let their guys play, like, through injuries or whatever. And sometimes you got to, like – But I think DeMarco, too, he also wants to keep going because I think – Oh, yeah. Because he knows that 
you know, it's it's about that time for him. You know what yeah. I mean? So, the end is near. Um, oh, no, I know. I'm, and I'm saying as a team, like, you've got to kind of save the player from themselves. I see what situation. you're saying. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you, you need, like, you've been rocking an injury all season. Yeah. Like, let's sit you down for a couple weeks so that when you come back and you're you on the field, you can actually be good yeah. <laughs> instead of just being there. Yeah. There and then uh, for Ind- Indianapolis, Jacoby Brissett was a popular streamer this week. Oh, it hurt. He so busted. Bad. Frank Gore had 17 carries and a touchdown, so that's nice. And uh, T.Y. Right. Hilton absolutely disappeared just like he did the last time against the Titans. Ghosted. Tampa Bay in the Dirty South taking on Atlanta. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? Uh, well, Tampa Bay, real quick, we mentioned the backfield. Fitzmagic, no touchdowns because Peyton Barber vultured them both. Uh, Mike Evans gave you his massive volume, gave you the somewhat reliable floor. Yeah. Nothing nothing else there, but you can't run away from 12 targets. Uh, for Atlanta, we talked about Julio Jones. Marvin Sanu has still been sneakily uh, productive. He had eight catches for 64 yards on nine targets and obviously the deep touchdown bomb to Julio Jones. Yes! Which is just hilarious. Uh, but Matt Ryan has – I think this whole offense has been kind of getting right the last several weeks. Um, it feels like it. For Matt Ryan over the last five games, he's uh, thrown for just shy of 1,300 yards, nine TDs, two picks. Uh, so he's been back to, like, the kind of guy that we can somewhat trust in fantasy. In the first six weeks of the season, he had multiple touchdowns just once. And then since then, he in the five games since, he's had multiple touchdowns in four or five. And the only one he didn't have multiple touchdowns in was this one, where Sanu threw a touchdown. <laughs> he's been fun. he's he's not been bad. No, he's been he's been rounding back into the Matt Ryan of old, where he's not like world beating, week winning Matt Ryan from his MVP right. campaign, but reliable, consistent starter. Like, oh, he's going to get me 17 points this or whatever. Is, yeah, you mentioned it um, from week seven in standard scoring league, so four points per touchdown, passing touchdown, 17. Uh, nearly 16, 19, 15, 17, and nearly 17 again. So he's really been within that 17 to 19 range. He's evened out. And in standard scoring formats, it's not terrible. The only other thing to note, I think, is that the uh, Tampa Bay tight ends have turned into a fantasy conundrum. Cause, uh, Quagmire? Quagmire, insert word here. Uh, Cameron Bray has been doing nothing. O.J. Howard's getting into the mix a little bit, but they're like cannibalizing each other, and yeah. it's very, very frustrating. There you go. Um, where are we here? Cleveland taking on Cincinnati. Obviously, we were all right. Alex Gilhar was wrong. Um, gelatinous Cube. Gelatinous Cube. Elber. Uh, I saved this party from disaster. Uh, no, no, no. So you don't understand. It, it, it was the upside down, so it's actually reversed. Right. Oh, so you're wrong. So you're, yeah, you're wrong. And we were wrong. wrong. Don't uh, care. Got to flip a board game on, on TV. <laughs> nice. <laughs> In care. slow motion. Do not care about the rest of the segment. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got? Uh, so Corey Coleman is someone that is going to have a big game at, at some point. You know, yeah. he had an, another – he led the team in targets. He had a outrageous 40, for, 40.4 I – can, I can say words. 40.4% share of Deshaun – or the, the Cleveland intended air yards because uh, – Kaiser left first. Kaiser yeah. got hurt again. Uh, so he was definitely being used down the field, 18 air yards per target. So it's amazing. Yeah, I mean he's he's going to hit some big play. He dropped one that would have been a long one. He did hit a 44 yarder in this game too. Uh, so he's someone that I think you know. Obviously the Josh Gordon factor looms in in the background here, but gets the Chargers. That's a tough matchup. But then he gets the Packers uh, in Week 14. So Corey Coleman at some point is going to have a nice game. Speaking of having a nice game, we talked about Joe Mixon. It finally happened. Good, good for him. I, I still really don't care going forward. There you go. Chicago at Philadelphia. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Yep, Chicago was bad. Philadelphia <laughs> was good. Uh, Carson Wentz threw three touchdown passes. LeGarrette Blunt had 97 yards and 15 carries. He's right. the clear-cut primary back. Behind him, it's an unpredictable a committee. Yeah. 
Jay Ajayi had a, like a 35-yard run, and then he fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. It fell into the end zone, and Nelson Aguilar scooped it up for the touchdown. I know. So that was like one of the most frustrating things to happen. He's I, had a 30-yard run in every single Philadelphia Eagles game that he's been in, which, yeah. is, which is insane. And he only had five carries. He had a really bad first half, so I think they didn't want to give him the ball. And then when they were in the lead in the second half, they gave him a couple more chances. It's uh, uh, I think it's an important reminder, too, right, that, yeah, okay, so they make the trade, mm-hmm. Philadelphia does, to go get Ajayi, and everyone's super excited because you know the talent level's there. I was one of those people. Yeah, well, no doubt. Um, but And I think there was a lot of optimism there, and, and certainly it made a lot of sense. But that being said, it was hard to discount, or we discounted too much, the effectiveness of LeGarrette Blunt yeah. in this offense because he had been running very, very well Correct. Uh, in this offense. And what a crazy journey it's been for LeGarrette Blunt, for God's sakes. I mean, in the preseason they were talking about the rumors, rumors, using air quotes here, that he was going to get cut. And Doug Peterson like, nah, dude, he's not getting cut. He's going to be the featured back. Everyone relax. He didn't look like he fit for the first two or three weeks. It's like, true. He struggled, but then he, you know. Good to get that coaching staff credit. Came alive. They have a, a total committee, but it's super successful. Like yes. a lot more than other committees where yes. there's like yeah. three, four backs getting used. 100%. For sure. Uh, uh, later Sunday games, New Orleans taking on the Rams. Great game. Uh, Alex Gilhar, what you think? Uh, I mean, this went largely as expected. Uh, with Robert Woods being out, both Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup had bumps in targets and had good games. Sammy yeah. Watkins got the touchdown. Cup had all the targets, catches, and yards, went for over 100. Um, and on the Saints side, like Michael Thomas kind of disappointed, but it was still more of the same. Like he had, uh, what, like five catches, 60-some yards, I think. Five so, for 52. Five for 52. Uh, Camaro was a big story. Ingram disappointed a little bit. I wouldn't sweat it too much. The Rams are a pretty good defense. Like we said, he had a touchdown taken off the board. But then other than that, I mean, this was like – this was what we expected. This was it was nice. It's nice to have these teams in fantasy where it's it's a little more clear cut and we know what to expect going forward. Big win for my Rams. <laughs> Denver taking on Oakland. Uh, we talked about Paxton Lynch. Talked about Trevor Simeon and those wide receivers. Matt Harmon. What else you got in this ball game? Not too much else to really take away here from the from what we covered. Uh, Devontae Booker is definitely, I think probably the most usable person from the Denver backfield. But, oh, uh, yeah, that's, Yoli, is that's, that right? That's but a, barely. But that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, other than that, uh, it will be interesting if uh, the Oakland receivers uh, being Crabtree and or, and or Cooper do not play next Yeah, then week. what? Then I think you have a situation in a pretty solid spot too. Like, are you thinking about Cordero Patterson? Uh, what would be ideal would be, Crabtree misses if he gets suspended and then Cooper plays that would be probably a nice it would be nice to see like what Amari Cooper looks like as the clear featured receiver there I I don't know how effective it would be but it would be something interesting to see Sunday night football Green Bay at Pittsburgh we've talked about this game extensively but Matt Franchise what else did you see in this game uh oh I want to talk about the bold predictions article from Friday okay because Gelhars was nailed it Big Ben throws four touchdown passes for the second week in a row. What? Swish. Came true. What? Four touchdown passes in a row. Yes. Yeah. And oh, and the other big storyline is uh, Martavis Bryant caught a touchdown pass. Yay. He lives. <laughs> he he lives, lives, but with Juju out. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was the storyline Sunday morning. Martavis Bryant will be more involved. He actually was for once. So wow. that was kind of cool to see. I think he's – I think the drama is behind them. And he's you would think has more trust now with Big Ben, and he's being more integrated. So that's a big takeaway. The good players were good. Jamal Williams is RB two. Talked about Brett Hundley. Let's move on. All that. All right. Daily Daps, and let's get out of here. Daps. 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 Alex Gilhar, hit me. I'm gonna just daily dap the Wisconsin Badgers football team. They've been fun to watch. They're undefeated. They're vying for a spot in the college football playoff. I believe 
prognosticators are saying if the Badgers can win uh, the Sunday, the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State, they will make it, which would be very cool. They're a team nobody nobody cared about. They're an old school classic, like Badgers football, like play great defense, run the ball really run that effectively. Ball, run that ball, They've run got that a, ball. a lefty quarterback, which is just something you don't see that often, and it's kind of fun and awkward to see a southpaw sling in the ball. So. Yeah. They're fun. I didn't go to Wisconsin, but you know, always kind of like rooted for the Badgers, anyways. And it's been a it's been a fun season. It'd be cool to see a a program like that in the college football playoff and maybe surprise some people. I agree. I like it too. Uh, I will daily the dap the Badgers. Badgers. Oh, the Badgers. Oh boy. Oh boy. Look at the Badgers. Oh yeah, get some cheese. <laughs> I will daily dap. Uh, this movie on Netflix is called Assassin. There's so many different Assassin movies, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> It, it's true. There's so many of them. It's, it's crazy. Thirteen assassins. Um, uh, yeah, bunch exactly. of them. There's this one is called Assassin, solo, not uh, not plural, but uh, it's a uh, it's a Chinese art house film. It uh, features a, a an actress, a very attractive woman. Her name is uh, Qi Shu, so spelled Q I S H U. I highly recommend everyone watch it. It's a different type of movie. It's it's just gorgeous, uh, picturesque. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is, is just amazing. It's a slower type film, so if you've got ADD, it's not for you. Um, but no, it's a <laughs> it, it's a very good. I'm just I'm just warning the millennials out there. I'm just saying. I don't okay. know. Okay. What? I can't see you watching this. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's a slow moving film. I think Alex Gelhar. I think you would love. I'll have to it. check it out. It sounds good. Uh, it uh, it played very well at Cannes, uh, and um, it's a good movie. So there you go. Assassin on Netflix starring Key Shoe. Matt Franchise, if you were done with yourself, can all you give us a day? All right, guys, I started Stranger Things. I watched the first two episodes of season one, so I'm in. Oh, you're season I'm one? up to date on welcome, pop culture well, yeah, now. Welcome to two years. Hey, oh, here hey. I'm up to date. Look, better, I wanted to finish. Better late than never. Okay, continuing a storyline from a few daps ago when I said there was only three seasons of the Great Br- British Baking Show on Netflix. That's right. They put out a fourth. What? <laughs> we finished the third season, and we were all sad because we were like, oh, we don't have any more. And then we were, it, w- it went on to the fourth season, and we celebrated, but we were like, let's watch Stranger Things. Um, so. I, 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 I don't want to break your heart, but I'm going to break your heart. What? Uh, you know that they blew up the cast for, for the new season. Of what? Uh, of GBBO. Of the judges? Yeah. Every, it's it's not Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood anymore. <laughs> it's it's only it's only it's only Paul Hollywood. What? Yeah. It's not Mary Is Mary Mary's Paul. health okay? No, they just they moved. She's to a little a old. I know. Is... They moved to a different station and oh. they canned Mary Berry. And, Dang. And those two hosts. Yeah. They got rid the of the ones that are like Mike. Yes. They got rid of. What? Why? I know. <laughs> this is so uh, hilarious. Boycott the Great British Baking Show, dude. I know. Wow, we just went from dapping. I hate it. Boycotting it. I hate it. No, no, no. I, I'll, I'll probably watch it. It's still fine. Is but. Mary Berry one person or a Mary? Yes, Mary it's, Mary. it's that's her name, Mary Berry. She's a very it's elderly, Mary Berry, veteran. Well, it's just uh, how she baker. Talks too. The way you sounded, it sounded like a list. And Paul Hollywood's just got the nickname. Like, oh, we go to our panel, Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood. <laughs> that's what it is. They're the judges. But no, I was thinking three people. That's oh, yeah, why I was because then I was sitting no, no, over here Mary like, Berry oh, Mary one Berry, person. one person. No, Mary Berry no, no. is one person. Paul Paul Hollywood and is a different person. I just, that's very sad. Thank I you know. for telling me. Such a hilarious interaction to see because he was like, yeah, we're pausing. You're like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but Francis, like, no, not Mary, not Mary Berry, not Mary Berry. I, I asked, oh, no. So I asked our uh, our British uh, I asked our British contingent uh, about yeah. that, uh, and and they said it was like it was the top headline. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> when that went down. I can imagine, dude. That show's popular. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It's huge. Anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, one more Daily Daps. We I just wanted. took that over. One more Daily Daps. My favorite band, the Dave Matthews Band, put out DMB. 18 live releases on Spotify. So they've only had like a certain number of live releases on Spotify for years and years. Okay. They put out 18 new shows. So I'm oh, hell yeah. I'm going deep into the catalog now, and I'm freaking out. It, it happened like November 20th, so it's been right. a week, and uh wasn't highly publicized, so I just discovered I love it last it. week. Yeah. I love it. Matt Harmon, what do you got? I'm going to daily dap a uh, taco place on Venice Boulevard here. Okay. Uh, Servateca. Servateca. I love Servateca. Uh, very good. I rode my bike there Saturday night, uh, got some tacos, got some beer at like a little booze place yes. next door. Very uh, hipster of you. I know, dude. I'm I'm living literally my best life. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was. This is what I was born to be. I love uh, it. And it's it was really really good. Had three tacos from there, uh, and uh, we'll be going again. Had you never gone to Serviteca with me before? No. Oh, I love Serviteca. Interesting. Yeah. All just right. another just another failed experiment from our previous <laughs> arrangement of living together. Wow. Wow. That sounded so sad Rude. for no reason. <clears throat> uh, producer Chris, just kidding, buddy. You're in a dark place. Yeah, guys. Uh, kind of a melancholy daily depths because ten years ago we lost the late great Sean. Taylor yes. very tragically and I worked for the Skins from 04 to 06 he was the best player I've ever seen he was hands incredible. down he was unbelievable um, and yeah. he was a good guy and I think you see his influence around the league guys like Landon Collins wearing 21 Swearinger wearing 36 Sua Cravens was wearing 36 so melancholy daily depths Sean Taylor all right, there you go. I That's think his uh, football life just recently aired again, it or it will be. But if yeah, you've never was, checked it that out, was incredible. If you've never That's seen the Sean Taylor football life, it's. I mean, almost all of those are just knockout productions. Yeah. NFL Films does such a good job, job, but the Sean Taylor one is really good. I it remember is. when that happened because I lived in the D.C. area at the time. And yeah, I remember finding out that, and and at the same time, simultaneously finding. It, I remember getting a text from my dad like. Hey, Sean Taylor's dead. Oh, and by the way, your sister uh, is in labor. Because it's my nephew's birthday today, too. So I see. <laughs> one coming in, one going out. It's so a cycle of yeah, life. I remember finding out about that. I was like, whoa. That's a, that's a lot to drop on your plate. Yeah, it was a big text. <laughs> that's a big text right yeah. there, man. All right, so there you go. That's the show for producer Chris, Matt Franchise, the Wizkits in Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, and Matt Harmon. I am James Go. We're out. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.